This is the Build Your Best Family podcast episode 81, Is Hustle Hurting Your Family? with guest Melinda Fuller. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. Many of us are juggling a busy life that includes children, spouse, personal hobbies, and friendships. We may also have a job that we're passionate about, a business we want to build, or a God-sized dream that we want to get started on. All of these things are good, but what if having it all comes at the expense of our family? A few years back, I decided that I was going to start writing consistently online. I co-founded a ministry with my friend, I ran a community blog, and I launched a podcast. And it was a ton of fun, but I'll have to tell you, it didn't take long before trying to get it all done started stealing time away from my family. And it didn't just steal time, but it stole focus as well. Once I started working with a life coach and examined my motives and how I was using my time, I realized that the busyness that I so proudly wore as a badge was really me just chasing artificial significance. It wasn't my calling that was propelling me forward, but the validation from others that I was getting. Yikes, that was a wake-up call for me. Obviously, I didn't quit everything because I'm here and doing this podcast, but instead I determined what was really important to me and held what I was doing with an open hand, which enabled me to make the few necessary changes. Plus, I learned to work smarter, not harder. Today's guest on the show, Melinda Fuller, is here to talk to us about her book, Obedience Over Hustle, and in it, she shares her own testimony of obedience and how she let go of the hustle and trusted God with her career and her family's future. I was so encouraged by our conversation because I was reminded that when we pursue God's purpose for our lives, we don't have to sacrifice healthy relationships to do it. In fact, He will provide for us in ways that we can't even imagine. Social distancing doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's right. You can take advantage of this time to invest in your family in meaningful ways with our Family Culture Bundle. For a limited time, we are offering our best resources to you for free. Every day for two weeks, you'll get a new resource delivered to your inbox. You'll also get access to tips, tricks, and videos about each resource in our Facebook group. And also in that group, you'll have access to exclusive content such as conversations that go beyond our weekly podcast and help us apply what we're learning. Go to pages.buildyourbestfamily.com to sign up today. Today, I'm talking with Melinda Fuller. Melinda is a bold communicator who is passionate about people growing as disciples of Jesus and seeing couples and families thrive. Melinda and her husband, Alex, have been married for over 14 years and have served on staff at several churches and ministries for even longer. Their love for travel has taken them to nearly every state and across Canada, Melinda's home and native land. She is a proud homeschooling mom to two spirited girls, and their self-dub Wolfpack family is always up for an adventure. Okay, so welcome. I'm so glad to have you here with us today, Melinda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So a question that we start off our episode asking all of our guests is, is what is your family known for? That's a great question. Um, Our family is probably known for being adventurous. Um, we currently live in an RV full time and we are fully nomadic. So we are wow. on the move all the time. Uh-huh. Um, my husband and I are both still working and we're homeschooling, but um, yeah, we call ourselves the wolf pack. So we live in a wolf den and we <laughs> have been on the move for almost six months at this point. So okay. definitely adventure. <laughs> okay. So what made you decide to do that? 
Um, so my husband uh, used to travel a lot for work. He still does, obviously, but um, he was gone 150 days in 2018. Mm -hmm. And we didn't quite realize it was that much until we crunched all of those receipts and mm -hmm. documents mm -hmm. the year and just realized that wasn't sustainable for our family. And then um, there was like a big jot, like a shift in the, um, what do they call it? When they do like a reorganization yeah. for um, the place he was working. And it was for us just this moment of, well, hey, maybe we should, you know, you should do this on your own and start your own company. And so that's mm -hmm. what we did at the beginning of last year. And um, we were sitting in a place where we were able to sell our house. And, you know, we've been homeschooling for five years at that point, And he works all over the United States. And I write from home. So why not go on an yeah. adventure? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. My parents have an RV. So we've done a ton of trips in the RV. And so yes. it's one of our favorite things to do. Although my kids have outgrown it. Like they're now adult size. And so right. where we used to be able to fit seven, we don't anymore. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're here to talk about your book, Obedience Over Hustle. So I want yeah. you to tell me about what led to you writing that book. Yeah. So man, it's, I have to go back now. It's been a while, but, um, I was homeschooling. We had just started homeschooling. So it was five years ago and we just started and I was very reluctant to do that. And, um, I was working, um, part-time at a chiropractic office. So my background is in sports medicine. I was a massage therapist for about 10 years. Okay. And so my husband was working in a large church. I was working three to four days a week and we were just, you know, passing ships in the night. And I really mm -hmm. wasn't giving my kids the best of myself that I could as a homeschooling parent. And then I also always had this dream to write and I had just started a blog and I really wanted to put more time into writing. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't doing anything well, even though the noise that I kept hearing was do more, do more, work harder, work harder. And I just found myself exhausted. And I was at a conference for Christian creatives and I had gone there wanting the Lord to like provide an at-home job so I could quit my day job and be home with my kids full-time. And he didn't do that. And I got kind of, I got kind of angry with him because I went there like fully intending to like meet the right person or mm -hmm. sit with an agent or something. Yeah. And it just didn't materialize. And um, the last night I was just kind of angrily journaling and saying like, God, there's all these dreams that you've given me and all these things that you've placed inside of me. Like, I don't understand why I have all of this. And mm -hmm. his response is, well, I want to give you all of that, but there's no room in your hand mm -hmm. because you're holding on to too many things. Yeah. And he just asked me like, are you your provider or am I your provider? And, you know, growing and born and raised in the church my whole life, like my knee jerk response was, of course, you're my provider, God. And then he asked me, why are you holding on so tightly to a job that you know you need to let go of? And so yeah. I went home and we quit. And at the time we were living in Southern California, so very affluent area, not everybody's dual income down there. So it really didn't make any sense. Um, and God actually never replaced my income. Like I haven't had a job since, but my husband all of a sudden had a side business about 
two months later. Mm -hmm. And it was without us spending any money promoting him or marketing him. It just kind of organically grew and it surpassed what I had been bringing in. And, you know, um, to fast forward to here we are, we're fully self-employed, both of us Mm -hmm. and independent and don't have things like healthcare and all that, but, um, it's, us continuing to follow where God's leading us and obeying, even if he asks us to do the crazy thing, like quit it, quit a job. Yeah. And so, um, we have learned a lot of lessons over the years about saying no to what the world tells us we have to do in order to be successful mm-hmm. because often God's idea of success looks so much different than the world. Yeah. So you talk yeah. about this. Yeah. You talk about like the hustle culture, like us being yeah. do more, do more. So what do you see right. the problems that arise for families when they're caught up in that culture? Yeah. Well, so the definition of workaholism is um, like sacrificing something in order to achieve a goal or a mm-hmm. result. And yeah. so when I look at what the workaholism or the hustle culture has, what that has done mm-hmm. is that it's robbed people of their relationships because I think so often families, like the first thing to get thrown on the altar is our families. Yeah. Like my kids are a nuisance, are a distraction. Um, my, me, you know, my marriage or my relationship with my friends, like all of those things suffer. Mm-hmm. And then if you like, bring it even in closer, I think it's our mental health. It's the sleepless nights. It's the anxiety, Mm -hmm. which then like breeds all sorts of physical ailments. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that we don't have peace anymore and that we are just constantly striving to achieve the next thing or hit the next goal or somehow like fill this void inside of us says that if I'm productive, therefore I will feel more significant. Mm -hmm. And those things are all really dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. So like you mentioned workaholism. So for those out there that are saying, but I have a really good work ethic, what's the difference? How do we, how can we identify when we're operating in one or the other in our own lives? Yeah. So, um, a lot of the, a lot of research that went into the book came from scripture. So I actually went all the way back to Genesis and, you know, cause God is the one who institutes our hard work, like in the garden, like God created everything. And then he gave Adam a job mm-hmm. and he said, this is what you're supposed to do. And yet Adam was like a farmer and what farmer can actually create or produce something on their own. Like right. the, the farmer's job is in partnership with the creator mm-hmm. who creates like the rain to, you know, and the soil and the animals that then fertilize the soil and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a stewardship relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a difference between having like a solid work ethic, which all through Proverbs, we read that that's so important yeah. to God. But when mm-hmm. we we cross over the line into like workaholism, when we start doing things on our own and it's us telling God, well, I got this, like I, I know what my goal is and I can achieve it on my own. Like I don't need you to be involved or I'm going to do it my way and in my timing. And I think a lot of us have really great dreams and they might even be from the Lord, but so often we think that a God dream needs to materialize tomorrow and maybe God needs it to percolate a little bit longer. And maybe he's 
waiting until like he brings other people alongside of us to make the dream even greater than what we Mm -hmm. can see in the here and now. And so it's a very fine line for sure. But I know for me, um, the minute my sleep is affected is when I know I've crossed over from like working hard at my goals. And I'm a type one Enneagram. So I'm like all about the list and I love to be productive. But like if my sleep is being disrupted, if I'm hearing my kids say, when are you going to put down your phone, mommy? Or (laughs) um, like if I'm having to pause other relationships in my life to like be productive in my, Mm. in my side hustle, Um, like that's when I know that it's, I'm not partnering with God anymore. I'm not trusting God anymore to unfold things the way he wants them to unfold. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to make it happen all by myself. Yeah. 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 I definitely could use a little bit of that. Like need to hear that today. (laughs) Can't, can't we all, can't we all? I know. I know as, as it's midterm week and my kids are coming home way too early every day and I'm going, but I need to get more work done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So practically, what does obedience look like when you are pursuing that dream, which you know is good and that God gave you? I mean, what does that mean every day? Yeah, I think, well, I think the best way to like gauge it is making sure that you have people in your life who are holding you accountable. So my husband is like the worst for preaching my own message back at me and I'll come to him like, Hey, there's this really cool opportunity. And he's like, okay, so then are you just hustling? Like, what is your deal? Oh, that's like, good. I'm pretty sure God told you to do A, B, and C. And that thing that you're bringing to me does not fall into any of those categories. So why is yeah. it even a thought? And so I think, you know, um, I think having people in our lives to continue to keep us Mm -hmm. on track and accountable is really, really Mm -hmm. important for me. Like I am a big believer that God doesn't ask us to do all the things like Jesus life is not one of busyness or hustle ever. Mm -hmm. Like Lazarus is on his deathbed. Jesus could have hustled in that moment, but he doesn't, he waits. You know, Jesus is on his way to heal this little girl that's sick and dying and the bleeding woman stops him and he zones in completely 100% on her. And so his life is anything but hustle and busy and just striving. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if we are really trying to emulate Jesus and what we do, then like that's, that's the model is like slowing down and just asking him like, what is it that you want me to do right now? Like in this season of my life with my current budget, Mm -hmm. with the current like constraints that are on my calendar, because it's always going to ebb and flow. Right. When I had little kids, toddlers running around, I definitely couldn't sit and do interviews like this. Mm -hmm. Um, My kids are older now. And then in another five or six years when they're, you know, on their way out the door, then my life is going to look totally different again. And so I think it's knowing what it is that God has called you to right now. So Mm -hmm. if that's to start a business, then there's going to be grace for your life and for your, your calendar to, to work really hard towards starting a business. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for the person like me who God's saying, I want you to step out of that. Then what that means is diving full, like head first into being a mom and homeschooling my kids in that season of life. And so I think, you know, the story of Martha and Mary and, um, 
you know, Martha griping because Mary wasn't doing anything. I think that's a lot of us because we want to be busy and we want like the affirmation of, Hey Jesus, don't you see what I'm doing? Like I'm doing all these things. Like this is not just my first century Jewish women's role, but this is what I enjoy doing. Like I enjoy hosting and I enjoy like Mm. putting out a spread of food for all these people. And, and Jesus never shames her. And that's what I love. Like he doesn't like throw her down and say what you're doing. He never calls what she's doing wrong. He just says there's something that's better. Yeah. And I think that's like the, the freedom message for a lot of women, especially because, you know, we love to be multitaskers and most of the things that we're doing are good things but we're just not doing them very well because we've mm-hmm. taken on too many. And so the first thing that I, when I'm coaching people, I'm, I ask them, what is it that God has called you to right now? Like it's probably not 10 things. Yeah, It's probably two or three or four things. And he wants you to do those really, really well so that he can give you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what is the positive impact that you've seen this sort of stepping away from hustle have on families? I mean, like the women that you work with, your own experience, what have you seen blossom in families because of it? Well, so Ephesians 3.20, where it talks about like God is able to do like exceedingly abundantly Mm -hmm. more than what you could like imagine. Mm -hmm. I think it's that. I think so many people who have come back to me and said, you know, God asked me to put my dream on the altar or God told me to do this thing that was really uncomfortable. Um, I think, you know, hindsight is that I would have just burned myself out into total exhaustion beyond where I already felt exhausted mm-hmm. if I kept doing what I was doing. And, um, and so I think like on the other side of that is God blessing us and God maturing us and God saving the relationships that were maybe about to go up in flames had we not mm-hmm. stepped back. Yeah. And, um, and his way is always better. It's always better. And we, we don't always see that in the moment, but his way is always best. And so even when I'm struggling to understand like why I'm walking through what I'm walking through, what, regardless of what it is, like I know his plans are good for me. I know yeah. that he's working all things out for my good. And I know that he's my father. And so he's not going to ask me to do something that isn't for my good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I don't, I mean, I know for me, I see the fruit in my kids of being home for the last five years. Yeah. And I hear that all the time from people when they comment on my children's character and behavior and what they've learned as homeschooled children. And um, like I have a thriving marriage, I have thriving relationships, like my writing, like all of those things are better now because I took a step back from what I thought the best thing was to say yes to what God was really asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. The exceedingly and abundantly above because um, <clears throat> it looks way better than we can imagine. And I, I think that Absolutely. if we were to... If we, if we were to say, yeah, show me what it's going to look like if I am obedient, you know, like God doesn't do that. But then when we actually step into that, it's like, you, you couldn't have even wished for those things if you had of like had the guarantee, you know? Right. And so Absolutely. I love the surprises that we get when we are obedient. and follow Yes. That. Yes. 
All right. So I'm excited for our readers to um, read uh, Obedience Over Hustle. And um, yeah. Me too. Excited to let them know where they can find it. And I'm so glad that you came to talk to us about it today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. You can find Melinda at melindafuller.com and on Instagram as melinda.fuller. I'll link to all of that in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask for a favor. Would you be willing to leave a short review on iTunes? We're passionate about helping families thrive and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.